0: Log Talk Radio. affiliate networks. This episode is brought to you by the Population Health Alliance, also known as PHA. The PHA Forum is gathering in the nation's capital at the Renaissance Washington, D.C. Downtown Hotel from November 2nd through the 4th, 2015. Come join your peers for the latest developments in best practices, evidence-based population health strategies, and best-in-class networking opportunities with industry thought leaders and researchers. For more information on the PHA Forum, go to www.populationhealthalliance.org. Welcome, everyone. I'm Greg Masters, the producer and co-host of the show. And joining me, as always, in the virtual studio is my colleague, co-host, and Pop Health Week co-founder, Mr. Fred Goldstein. Hey, Fred.
1: Hello, Greg. How are you this afternoon?
0: I'm doing well, and uh, where might we find you today?
1: I'm actually uh, on the west coast of Florida in Clearwater. Beautiful place.
0: How about yeah, you? Thanks for, yeah, thanks. Well, I'm in Mill Valley, California, so we're all on the move, and we've got our guest today uh, hails from another part of the country. So for those of you not familiar with Fred, he's an expert in population health management, built upon a background in hospital Health system, HMO, and disease management. And for years, truly, I publish ACOWatch.com, founded Health Innovation Media and Opine in Social as Two Health Guru with a background in public health and preventive medicine. And now for our special guest, Kathy Kenworthy. Kathy is the president CEO of Interactive Health, the leading independent provider of website wellness solutions for employers. She joined Interactive Health in October of 2013 as Chief Operating Officer. She has more than 25 years of leadership experience in operations, strategic planning, product development, general management, and data analytics. During her time at Interactive Health, she's made a significant impact in growing the company and leading the successful integration of Health Solutions, a wellness provider acquired by Interactive Health, in March of 2014. She has helped lead Interactive Health's rapid growth by working closely with company's expanding sales team while overseeing leadership of the company's client services, operations, and tech functions, including further development of the company's data analytics and reporting capabilities. Prior to joining Interactive Health, Kenworthy served as head of customer engagement at Cardinal Health, and in various executive roles at J.P. Morgan Chase, Bank of America, and GE Capital. She began her career at McKinsey & Company, where she provided strategic consulting services to a wide range of clients. Ken Worthy graduated from Georgetown University and earned an MBA from the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, Sloan School of Management. So with that overview of Kathy's background, Fred, over to you. Help us get to know this thought leader.
1: Thank you so much for the introduction, Greg. And Kathy, how are you doing today?
2: I'm doing great, Fred and Greg. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it.
1: Well, thanks so much for joining us, and we really appreciate also your support of the Population Health Alliance and the upcoming forum. So give us um, some background about what people would expect to see coming to the forum from uh, Interactive Health and what you plan to be uh, showcasing.
2: Sure. So, um, you know, as, as you both know and uh so happy to share with everybody else on the broadcast today, Interactive Health has an enduring capacity to innovate in the space of population health and uh, health management and preventive care. We have and continue to invest in people and process and systems over, uh, you know, two-plus decades, and so we are continuously finding new ways to innovate. Uh, We are looking at two things, really. One is a breadth of our services in terms of how we help uh, people who are in a situation where they have health risk, change that health risk, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, and then also the breadth of channels through which we interact with um, the uh, individuals that we work with, again, employees and spouses of employer groups. So um, the core to our program continues, which is the ability to Uh, put our arms around people, really identify health risk in a very comprehensive, clinically credible, and speedy way, translating that information into personalized identification of health status. And as you know, we work very hard to identify what the underlying health risks are. Uh, There's 2 or 3% of the population that we typically identify having, uh, unfortunately, a critical level of health risk. 30 to 35 percent having a moderate level of health risk, and then uh, the balance of the population typically having, um, you know, a good strong uh, resiliency with regard to their health. Um, a fact that I came across recently that I'm I'm still digesting is that um, half the people in this country that have diabetes don't know that, and um, certainly that's very true in terms of the data that we're able to see. So. Our innovations currently are focused on, gosh, now that we identify that risk, what's the full breadth of services and the full breadth of channels that we can use to help people engage and and, uh, make changes to those outcomes? So with regard to the services, not only are we continuing our work um, with regard to physical health, we have a huge investment that we're making around emotional health, emotional well-being, um, in addition to um, financial health. Uh, we work on everything from uh sleep management to medication therapy topics to um uh access to employee assistance programs uh to just a whole variety of resources that we're continuing to add into the services themselves and then with regard to the channels uh with which we work obviously we've we've been known for and continue to have a lot of pride in our Um, on-site presence in our people that work hand-to-hand with individuals in the workplace. Uh, We've continued to supplement that. We have uh, resources that can be, we call boots on the ground, actually on-site with employers. Um, We have a lot of very exciting work we're doing with regard to our website and mobile experiences. Uh, We continue to believe in the uh, old-school value of paper and making sure that people have hard copy information in front of them at various times during the course of the year. So it's a whole, um, it's a whole broad range of both the services and the channels through which we uh, work with employee populations that we continue to find huge outcomes in terms of uh, what the change in those populations that are year one compared to year two, compared to year four, compared to year six, uh, when we work with those populations.
1: Got it. So let's start sort of at the beginning. You talked about an assessment and, and understanding individuals' risks and the comprehensive nature of that. Could you talk specifically about that? what you do in that process and which of those services you provide at that uh, for that assessment?
2: Absolutely. So we regard um, a health evaluation to, again, not quite be a physical, but think of it as like a physical light. So we're going to gather some health history and health assessment information from every single individual that we work with We're going to gather um, blood data from that individual. We're going to do it through vena picture methodologies. We'll do it finger stick methodologies, all depending on um, the client's needs and what's appropriate for a given population. We're going to work to provide off-site locations in addition to on-site locations for people to um, uh, be able to gather that information. And then third, we're going to gather demographic information, age, gender, geography, things of that sort we integrate all those pieces of information through a tool that we call Active Engine. Active Engine is a proprietary capability of interactive health um, that's been uh, tailored over this two-decade period of time to be able to look at what the prevailing evidence-based guidelines are for determination of various kinds of um, heart function, kidney function, liver function, every organ of the body to be able to determine are there any potential health risks for the individual? We do this within a very uh, speedy time frame, typically 24 to 48 hours, to be able to generate that information back to the individual. If we've done a venipuncture methodology, if we've done a finger stick methodology, we'll be meeting with people immediately on site face-to-face to talk to them about um, the kinds of health topics that could be particularly relevant. Um, obviously. Fred and Greg and myself—we all have different genders, different um, health contexts, and so all of that's involved in creating a very personalized set of information that includes many times a score along with a goal for every single individual that we come in contact with.
1: That's that's really a, a great description of it. My understanding is you'll be offering free health evaluations at the forum for attendees, and is that that similar type of an
2: evaluation? That is, that is. And we'll be offering, in that case, actually, our venipuncture methodology. So it's a great opportunity for, um, you know, come see us, come experience it. And I'll tell you, all of us have a chance to learn something, even those of us who say, gosh, I'm on top of my health, I'm, you know, attentive, I, I visit with my physician. Everybody learns something through these health evaluations. And it's very empowering for all of us to be able to just have the knowledge to know where we stand.
1: It's funny you bring that up because I was the bulletproof male who for years said, I don't need to see my doctor. I'm in great shape. What the heck? And the first time I had I did an HRA and had the screenings, oops, a couple of things showed up, you know, so it really is important to understand your thing. And let me also say you talked about that quick turnaround. So people will actually get their results or or have information they can use at the forum after going through that.
2: They will. Um, it will be on the website within 24 to 48 hours typically. Excellent. Um, if, yes, yeah, if they, um, mm-hmm. when we do the finger stick methodology, we'll have those results available immediately. But the venipuncture allows us to get a more comprehensive set of information.
1: Right. And that's got to be overnight shipped out and things like that. So understand that completely. So, what do you, when you look at, at at interactive health and the work you do, and, and it's a, and it's a comprehensive program. So you've done the assessment, you've stratified the individuals, you've given them personalized information about what their specific risks are and areas they need to work on. Talk a little bit about your interventions. And earlier you mentioned this idea of um, the role of emotional health, which you don't hear a lot of people talk about, but it really is critical. So could you dive into that a
2: little bit? Sure. I actually want to start by um, there's something that we're going to be doing with our um, employee population that I think is really powerful, and it's something um, that uh, I've got a lot of heart for. I I learned about this from a a colleague, actually, in New York City who um, has put a lot of personal investment into the topic of mental health, and... um, uh, this individual got involved in uh, an organization that crafted an idea there's a very simple idea and it's a very um simple phrase but i think you'll see quickly it contains a lot of power and the phrase is i will listen and uh the concept is a is a campaign a day that uh showcases the commitment that an organization has to i will listen uh, it doesn't judge. It doesn't uh, create expectation. It just says uh, that we all need to listen to each other and that that can be a very critical element of uh, emotional, and particularly with mental health, sometimes there can be certain stigmas associated with that. I cannot tell you that this is my expertise, but this is something that I certainly have a lot of um, empathy and a lot of compassion for. And so our company is going to be experimenting with um our own experience of I will listen, and we're looking forward to potentially integrating that into client experience. But I think there is tremendous innovation going on in the uh, arena of emotional health. Are there ways that we can um, help individuals uh, more clearly articulate purpose and use purpose and connection to inner values in order to um, put ourselves in a position that we, again, are? empowered, confident, and able to move forward in tackling with resilience the various challenges that um, we encounter in our lives. So it's an area that I think we, along with the industry, have a lot more exploring to do. Um, But as you said, what we we do is we work very, very hard to gather in all the information uh, that we're able to identify. We triage populations, and then we undertake various kinds of interventions, create resources, Uh, working very closely with our clients and employer groups to make sure that what we do is going to be relevant to the cultural context of the employer and, uh, even more importantly, relevant to the individual and their current status to be able to make change and make real progress.
1: Yeah, this this I Will Listen campaign sounds like a great idea. When you think about the need to really focus on culture of health and how you create that culture within an organization, that sounds like a very good tool to use to begin to set that up correctly.
2: Yeah, it's um, and it's just one of those, right? It's a phrase that captures a lot in just a very small phrase, and so I think it's um, I think it's very powerful and very exciting.
1: Yeah, you talked. We also talked about this idea of personal and making it personal. You know, people a lot of times people get confused and they talk about population health. Oh, wow, you're managing a an entire population, all these people across <laughs> this thing. There's nothing personalized about that. Can you talk about some of the things you do to personalize a program to help individuals?
2: I'd love to. So um, I think that captures this kind of uh, yin-yang, if you will, uh, around how to make a a program effective. And so we have invested, as I said uh, at the beginning, for more than two decades in our people, our process, and our systems to be able to do the work in in a way that is very personalized. And so this whole methodology of taking in information, assessing it, and then using it to trigger um, actions that are, in fact, personalized requires a lot of sophistication and it requires a lot of thoughtfulness in terms of um, the business rules and the background work that's going on in order to be able to create that experience that for each individual feels um, specific and unique Um, in the month of November, it will be National Diabetes Month, and you know our hope would be that the people in the populations that we work with um, that have diabetes are able to access a lot of resources, a lot of information associated with National Diabetes Month. There are many, many people in our population who previously have been at high risk of prediabetes or diabetes who today are healthy. And so that creates a a very particular context for those individuals during something like the National Diabetes Month to think about friends and colleagues and others that might um, benefit from having greater levels of awareness of their own health status. And then, you know, there there are many who are not subject to those risks currently, but they too may have family and friends and others that um, need to be part of Um, understanding and being thoughtful. Again, I I mentioned the statistic earlier about, um, you know, half of those that have diabetes are unaware of that. And so, um, you know, a personalized program really firmly, we believe, very passionately starts with each of us being in tune with the information that we need to be able to take action and take action effectively.
1: Yes, you talked about data as well and 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 um pulling together the information on the individual we're hearing a lot today about big data and analyzing that data it's always become a very hot topic It's trending all over twitter you see it at every conference. so how are you working with the wealth of data that you get and how do you anticipate using that in the future
2: yeah um you you were so kind to mention all of my background at the beginning of the of the time and I tease people all the time that if you look very closely, you can see a little propeller spinning around at the top of my head because I'm a real geek about the data. Um, And the reason I am is because the data creates insights and it creates an opportunity to um, take intent and take um, objectives and things that we hope to do and allows us, I think, to improve the odds of success that we actually get there. So I think many of us in the industry have, you know, huge ambitions about um, making changes in the health of the people that we work with. And so one of the really special advantages that Interactive Health has is we have a tremendous amount of data, as you've implied, to be able to understand are we getting there. And so some of the most frequent analyses that we do are just simple box plots, kind of time one, time two, um, with a given population that we track over a multi-year period of time to see, gosh, is that population... um, migrating from various risk buckets to other risk buckets and how how is that migration none of us have health that quote unquote stays the same there's a lot of change happening in our health year to year unfortunately we know that um as as we get older the health quality tends to can degrade if we're not very attentive to how we manage our health as as Uh, life goes on. So what we find in our, um, what I call box plots, is what we're trying to do is improve the odds that a given population will progress to positive, um, have positive migration compared to those that uh, move backwards. And when I say positive migration, I mean things like people who are at risk for um, hypertension, prediabetes, metabolic syndrome, uh, other forms of health risks moving to a status where in the following time period, they don't show evidence of that risk any longer, and we view that as a tremendous success. Um, One of the things that we're doing that we think has got a lot of promise and and tremendous potential, and I think we're in one of the very few positions to be able to do it, is to take all that data and then control it for some of those factors that we don't change, which is our gender, our age, our geography, and other kinds of things that can have um, substantial impacts on our health and, and are very relevant in terms of analyzing populations. And my real aspiration is that we will have uh the predictive models to be able to look at a given uh client or an employee population uh identify uh you know certain factors around age gender geography, and in fact, based on the program design, what's the incentive value what is the um what kinds of components are part of a program? Uh, to what degree, uh, you know, how comprehensive is that program? Is there coaching involved in it? What's the uh, technologies that are being used? Be able to actually be predictive within a year's time, within a two-year time, what is likely to be the outcome for that population. And so um, compared to, you know, the the reverse, which is not, not doing anything. So I think it's um, something that we are very far down the path on and have a lot of potential as we go.
1: Yeah, I think the whole data area and the analytics and the predictive way, the predictive tools we're now beginning to introduce in the field are going to provide some great um, new developments that will improve outcomes, et cetera. You talked about moving risk net down, making, in other words, making a population healthier. And there have been concerns in the wellness industry um, about some things. But in this case, you're actually showing net risk reductions over time for your population. Are there any particular areas where you – have some really strong results you could show, talk about?
2: Yeah. And, and, and it is interesting, the context of your question. I do think that one of the opportunities that we have across the wellness industry, and I'm hopeful that, um, at the forums that you all lead, we'll have a chance to continue to do this is really to coalesce as an industry around what works. I mean, there are too many people that I think sit on the sidelines and and can be naysayers and say, none of it works. And, um, you know, there's a, a quick cartoon if I could share, uh there's a if you ever remember the comic strip B C and mm-hmm. a guy and a gal are uh, out golfing and the gal says to the guy, So let me get this right. If uh the way this golf game works, if I the fewer times I hit the ball, the better I'm doing, is that right? And the guy says, Yeah. And then she says, Well why hit the ball at all? And uh uh <laughs> The final frame is the guy, you know, standing on the golf course in the middle of the night muttering to himself, why hit the ball at all? <laughs> and and I, I share that because I think we've got to have a lot of energy as an industry to say, we could choose not to hit the ball at all, or we could work very, very hard to understand what works, and there are high-quality, comprehensive, substantive wellness programs that we offer and others offer as well that absolutely have very meaningful impacts. Lives are saved, lives are changed, and so we should, I think not be the slightest bit shy about um, articulating that and, and generating data that is uh, able to underscore the real impact of, of the good work that's being done in ways that are credible, not simplistic. I don't like to use averages because I think averages net out um, you know, a lot of different factors. I think it's very important to look in, in careful and very specific ways of populations and be able to understand in truth what's happening. And sometimes, by the way, when when we do that with our own data, there's things that we have a lot of passion and think are very impactful that might not be. Um, One of the things that we have found has a tremendous amount of power and is true of almost every uh, uh, client situation where we see meaningful change take place, which is goal setting. And this whole notion, uh, and I I mentioned it earlier, but I want to highlight it, that when we do this health evaluation, we are able to articulate a current score but also a goal. Many times people talk about scoring, but they don't talk about the goal, and setting a very specific goal for individuals to give them something that they can strive for. And that goal, many of us in our business lives have goals. Many of us in our personal lives have goals. The ability to have a goal and to have something to strive for is something that we know and can see has tremendous impact. And and one of the things I would cite is among the uh diabetic populations uh that we work with when we identify the portion of the population that's at risk for pre diabetes, we'll find anywhere from thirty to forty to even fifty percent of a population moving all the way to a healthy level within one year. Wow. I think that is an astonishingly powerful and important statistic. And think about, you know, when we ask, gosh, are there cost benefits associated with these wellness programs? Well, we all know the cost of what it, um, what the cost of care is for a diabetic, not only for the employer, but the cost of care for that individual to provide for their own needs, what the complications are that are likely to come from that. And unfortunately, once you get diabetes, uh, you're not going to not get it anymore. So the opportunity for somebody who's in a pre-diabetic stage to migrate all the way to a healthy level, um, you know, that's, that's very affirming of the work that we do.
1: That's a, that's a great result. And your excitement and positivity, both in talking about your company and the industry itself, and you can just feel it, your, your efforts to try and help people, which is at the end of the day is what we're really trying to do here is, is really uh, invigorating. Can you, as you think about, your excitement, what excites you coming down the pike? Where do you think we're going in population health
2: um i just I actually think we're in a really interesting moment. I mean, even I will take something that is not our field, but I will just mention it. you know uh many of us have um you know when when we find ourselves having need to be in a hospital, I find that the current experience of how frequently um, people are attentive. There's interest in the actual satisfaction of the experience. I think so. Hospitals are very complex experiences for people. and Not all of those are positive, but I I see something which I think is a huge change. Uh, you, you think about sort of the um, lack of the the fantastic change in this country around use of tobacco. Uh, it used to be that tobacco was uh, a very uh, commonplace and, in fact, socially cool. Um, activity, and I think there is a incredible sea change uh in terms of what 's been so my hope for this next chapter in this next generation is that we take some of these big, enormous, very very challenging topics like diabetes that i 've referenced several times obesity uh you know the very silent issues associated with high cholesterol. And this idea of being, in fact, preventive, the idea that people understand where they are and have the opportunity to preserve health rather than degrade health by being preventive uh, through the work of uh, companies like ours and many others, I think there is huge promise um, if we think about what that could mean over the next 15, 20, 30 years.
1: So true. It's really an exciting time and getting out in front of the health issues is critical and you can't do it unless you know what the issues are and you're offered the resources and support to be able to work on those and improve your health. I I think, Kathy, you really are doing some fantastic work at Interactive Health and I know at the forum you'll be offering these free evaluations. People need to be sure to stop by your booth. And also, you're going to be on the Innovator Stage Learning Lab, where actually Dr. Colleen Fairbanks will be talking about Lab Beyond Physical Health, the role of emotional health and emotional intelligence and in wellness programs, which is probably a whole nother area we could get into over the next, if we had another hour or more and, and keep digging away. As you um, look to the future, where do you see interactive health?
2: I see interactive health... Um, you know, continuing on its path, I have a favorite saying, which is most of America does not buy from us yet. And I would like for every employer group in America to have an opportunity um, that is, is compelling. I mean, our range of services and products, I think, is as um, includes everything that somebody could think of in a worksite wellness program, and that will continue to do nothing but broaden and get better as we go forward. So that would be my ambition and aspiration.
1: Well, that's a fantastic way to end the show today, Kathy. Thanks so much for joining us, and with that, I'll turn it over to you, Greg.
0: Well, thank you, Thanks, Fred. Ben. And that will, you bet, and that will be the last word for today's broadcast. I want to thank Kathy Kenworthy for her time and insights today. Do follow her on Twitter via at C Kenworthy, K-E-N-W-O-R-T-H-Y, and at Interactive, and it's Interactive, H-L-T-H, Interactive Health and on the web via www.interactivehealthinc.com. We hope to see you in Washington, D.C. on November 2nd through the 4th. For more information or to register, go to www.populationhealthalliance.org and then click on the PHA Forum 2015 tab. And in the timeless wisdom that just streamed across my tweet deck via Mandy Bepro, she reminds us, we will never transform healthcare until we take responsibility for our own health. Eat enough, sleep lots, move more. Well said, Mandy. Until then, until we see you in in D.C. for the Population Health Alliance and Fred Goldstein, this is Greg Masters saying bye now.